welcome to the 200th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about the nuts and bolts of how to write a good trivia, a great trivia night. Good, my great, name. Grand. I'm sorry. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and I'm joined as usual by the one, the only Quizmaster, Mark Davis. Welcome, buddy. 200. Two, zero, zero. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> we made it. I'm a man. I'm 40. How are you doing? Doing great. 200 Fantastic. episodes. 200. Can you believe it? It does seem kind of crazy now. Last week I said I, I do believe it, but I was thinking about it and 200. I don't know if I've ever made 200 of anything. Maybe sperm. At least one. You've made a bunch. At least one. A bunch of sperm. <laughs> yeah. Verified. At least <laughs> put a blue check on that one. <laughs> at least at least one that we can prove. <laughs> I'm feeling good though. Two hundred episodes. I think we deserve a pat on the back for that. I mean yeah. we've been putting in the work. It's amazing that we know people, we communicate with people that we would never have like had communication with. We've kind of, you know, planted our flag. And we're building a community here, and I just love it. I think it's amazing, and I want to thank you, and I want to thank all of our guests and our listeners who write in all the time yes. for getting us there. Yeah, amazing. Um, every time we hit a milestone, I talk about how when we first started, I was like, we'll do 10, 20 of these tops. Our friends will stop listening because they'll get bored with it, and that'll be that. And who knew that there is such a... Uh, welcoming and warm community of trivia lovers looking for something to listen to during long car rides. Uh, and I think that something that's special about this one, Lee, is that we've gone through the pandemic and we got so much feedback about us being there to kind of keep people sane during that time. And uh, a lot of those people have stuck with us. A lot of people saying that this podcast brings them joy. It brings you and I a lot of joy. It's done a great thing of keeping you and I in constant contact, which is wonderful. I think we would still be in a good amount of contact, but you're still one of the people I see most because at least once a week, every week, you and I get together to do this. So uh, so it's, it's fantastic through and through. Very, very happy to be here. Very excited for episode 208, four years. Very excited for episode 300. I'm I'm looking forward to the future, baby. Yeah, we've got some great things coming Oof. down the pipeline. Yes. And uh, once again, thank you, listeners, for being there. Uh, we're north of 650,000 downloads God. at this point. Damn. Uh, so that's just amazing. And one of our most popular episodes... Besides our first episode, our second most popular episode, 182, that's relatively recent. Yeah. So that's a great sign right there. Mm. People are, you know, checking out the new episode, sticking with it. And uh, most of our listenership, about 75% uh, are from the United States. But we do have a sizable listenership in Australia, 6.5% of our listeners in Australia, we want to say good day to Crikey. you. We do. Oh, why and, do we do uh, that? I would, I would love <laughs> These to. These people are saying they like us, <laughs> and the way we say thank you is going, oh, crikey, <laughs> shimp on the bob. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying good day. Uh, they got to hate it. I mean, they've got to be I'm not overdoing it with a good day. <laughs> That's fine. They can take a good day. Bidet, they can take mate. a good day. 
the day. Uh, I would love to see more New Zealand on here. Sai, if you could get your uh, folks together, your yeah. fellow Kiwis, um, because uh, you might friends. be in the other category here, 6.3, our next biggest. Uh, United Kingdom as well. Uh, and cheerio to you. Ah, oh, ta-ta. Sai <laughs> has now started listening to lyrics to go as well, and every song she's listening to, she loves I feel so terrible. She's like, yeah. she's got some story about every episode. She's like, well, this is how this song relates to my life in some big way. And I'm like, well, I feel like a giant jerk off for shitting all over that song. But that's the way it goes. Oh, know? whatever. That's the point of the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's some songs on there we love. That's a gr- great show as well. Uh, check that out. Dare I call it a spinoff? Yeah. Maybe. I would say that's absolutely. Featuring a frequent no-no guest, Seth. Episode that we're recording uh, that's releasing, to- well, not tomorrow by the time the tomorrow friday uh we have some no-no to speak on there so definitely a spinoff right on okay and uh yeah we've uh heard from many of our listeners and we will hear from many of them in today's episode we've got a lot of call-ins a lot of rate my questions to get through so that's what we'll be doing but before we get to that how about we go over our weekly wrap-up sure okay on Wednesday at Pointy Bell Brewing Company, we had, let's see here, 13 teams duking it out in third place overall. Glitter Dilly with 69 points. In second place, the Dub City All-Stars. Mark, I said they had 69 points. Nice. The Dub City All-Stars in second place with 75 points. And our winners, Wicked Bad Bitches Hombres with 83 points overall. Congratulations to them on their fourth victory in as many weeks. They've gone past the turkey. Do you know if there's a term for four wins in a row? I don't know if there is. There's got to be. There's got to be. Is it a, uh, what would it be? An albatross? I mean, you're jumping right there to Albatross. So there's got to be some birds in between, right? <laughs> some birds in between. I don't think it's like golf scoring. The birds between. A condor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're singing that. I was singing that earlier. That's oh, so really? funny. Yeah, that song is so meme worthy. On second uh, or on uh, Thursday night this week, we were at Ollie's Pub. In third place, we had Team Uh. Some newcomers with 17 points. Believe it or not, not even the biggest learners. That would be Wandermangs, our team of Captain Nick and Aaron, our biggest learners, getting 16 points. In second place, it was just the tips with 77 points, making the Shiba Inu Illuminati return to form with 116 points. Congratulations to them and Wicked Bad Bitches and Hombres on their victories. Mark, how did your teams do at Nice Guys Pizza Trivia this week? Good. 15 teams playing in-house. Two via Zoom. John Feeblecorn playing. Uh, so it was very nice uh, meeting him virtually um, and uh, getting to know him a little bit more. Uh, we had a sweep, baby. Uh, we had a newcomer. Uh, this uh, looked like uh, yeah, maybe his 20s, 30s with his parents. And they just swept it. The Bean Team winning the first round with 27 points, second round with 34, and fourth round with 42. 
Um, but of course, here's a big surprise. Whiskey Tango with 65 points actually winning the whole night. They had a perfect first round Whiskey Tango, so wow. they were uh, they were forced to be reckoned with. Congratulations, Whiskey Tango and the Bean Team yes. on your victories at Nice Guys Pizza Trivia. In case you missed it, if you want to join us for trivia this week, you have a few opportunities to do so. On Wednesday, we're at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a Triz, a, a triz, a trivia quiz based on your category request. Trizia. Yeah, I'm going off script here. I'm trying to load my script frantically while I'm uh, talking here. Uh, and Wednesdays, that's at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida, with uh, Tasty Tasty Beer debuting, new beers debuting every week at Pointy Bell, as well as Delicious Food by Yabo Mobile. They were there with a eggplant parmesan on a stick this week, Ooh. as well as a pulled pork grinder, okay. in addition to their regular chicken parm sub and uh, gorgonzola fries and several other delicious Italian options. That's at Pointy Bell on Wednesdays, 7.30 p.m. On Thursdays, Slam. we're in Cape Coral, also at 7.30 p.m. That's at Ollie's in uh, Cape Coral, Ollie's Pub, Records and Beer. And you can win gift cards based on your performance there. $10 gift cards to the round winners and then a $25 gift card to our overall winners. That's every Thursday Hot evening damn. at Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget, we're doing a trivia request live there Ooh. on Saturday, May 14th at 7 p.m. You can start putting in your categories for live trivia. We're going to be writing the quiz on the spot. Mm-hmm. So we'll get that started at 7.30 p.m. There will be some other cool prizes. And uh, come be a part of the experience. You're not going to have many opportunities to do something like this, I don't think, to do a live trivia request. That's at Ollie's Pub on Saturday, May 14th, 7 p.m. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom, as he mentioned, starting at 8 p.m. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us, won't you? Not bad, kind of morose sounding. <laughs> we are a barbershop duet. Yeah, I was <laughs> listening back to the episode we did last week where he we did the miscorrections thing that was just the monks. Oh god, it was terrible. You didn't like it? Oh, it was terrible. I love it. Oh, Jesus. I was living for it. Yeah, you're an artsy boy. <laughs> you were like, sometimes you just gotta monk this out. cacophonous messes. Yeah, nobody mentioned it, so I'm sure it went over real well. <laughs> nobody said anything. Yeah. Anyways, we got people that have said some things because we have a bunch of listener calls yes. as well as emails to get to in the first round of our quiz. Stick around. Mark, we have some rate my questions here, uh, as well as some no notes. We're just going to be reading people's uh, messages because, uh, you know, they've offered some things to say and uh, we feel they deserve to be read. Hmm. 
This is from Evan. Evan writes, I don't think I've written since the stool pigeon canary debacle and ensuing manifesto, but you all helped me get through the pandemic trivia drought, and I don't miss an episode. Mark, that's uh, similar to what you were saying there in, there you uh, go. in our intro. Uh, thanks, Evan. He continues, this past weekend, my trivia team participated in our city's Trivia League Finals, where the year's top-scoring teams from area pubs gather to compete. We snagged second place. Congratulations, Evan. Hell yeah. And while your podcast may have helped in our preparation, that's not exactly why I'm writing. During the post-game social hour, No Nonsense came up as a popular favorite podcast. Holy shit. Lots of people up here in Tennessee are familiar with the gospel of pibs. Damn. Thought you'd get a kick out of that. Hell yeah. Lastly, I figured I'd tack on a question, too. It might be a cliche that you're familiar with, so I apologize if it's basic as fuck. Category, mystery brand. Okay. Hitting the market in 1972 as Peppo. What respected caffeinated beverage brand was first marketed with its own private air force that included a hot air balloon? Hmm. Hitting the market in 1972 as Peppo, what respected caffeinated beverage brand was first marketed with its own private air force that included a hot air balloon? Do you have any ideas? Dr. Pepper? Peppo? Yeah, but Dr. Pepper was made a long time ago. It was in 1972, right? Like, that's been a question before. They, It was started mm-hmm. in some fucking... You're right. That was uh, much earlier, in yeah. the earlier uh, part of the 20th like century. 1800s or something, I think. Yeah. Um, 1972, Pepo. Squirt? Respected? <laughs> what, a, what a weird word. Respected caffeinated beverage respected. brand. It's like, as opposed to a disrespected one where it's like, fuck Mellow Yellow. That's bullshit. <laughs> I don't respect them. Fuck them. I feel like Mountain Dew is, uh, it gets some shade. It's it's judged. If you drink Mountain Dew, people like have a mm-hmm. uh, kind of monster, I feel, shares that, that, yeah. uh, that vibe. People get judgy about those. Peppo. A, a Air Force? Private Air Force, private in quotes, Air Force. has its own private Air Force. What do you think Sergeant this Air Pepper. Force was used for? That included a hot air balloon. Well, that's it. when I think of Air Force, I think of like shooting at people. <laughs> like a military force. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Like, Drink Peppo like or the people die. From, yeah, like the people from Squirt are like dropping mm-hmm. bombs on a Coca-Cola factory. It's called a sun drop. Because it's a nuclear bomb. That's good. That's good. A sun drop. Sun drop is a drink, isn't it? It is. All right. But was it ever called Peppo? Dr. Pepper. I mean, I know it's. Dude, I can't. It can't I can't shake it. I know. I just can't shake it. Peppo. Maybe that's why they changed the name. Dr. Pepper was like. <laughs> mm. Caffeinated beverage. Coffee. A brand. Brand of respected caffeinated beverage. Um. Respected caffeinated beverage brand. Red Bull? Could it be Oh could it be something like that? They Red put some Bull pep wins, in your gives step? you wings. Gives you wings. 
Now, <clears throat> I know Pep by uh, Pepo. I know that Red Bull. Remember, it started in Thailand, right? That it was a question. A, it I had, had a different name, mm-hmm. but I wonder if maybe when it came to the United States, maybe they called it Pepo, mm-hmm. and it had its own Air Force. Maybe okay. that's maybe let's, that's related to the wings thing. Let's go with it for right now. There is uh, there is some more details here. There's mm-hmm. a hint and an easy version of this question. So let's uh, let's go through here. The hint: No word if the soft drink provided inspiration for the artists behind 1985's number one hit. Broken Wings. So take yeah. These Who was broken that? Broken Wings. Who was that? Mm. It wasn't Corey Hart. Is that Mister Mister? Mister the the one of those bands that has two names. It's not the the. They're like a little bit more goofy sounding. They don't take themselves well. Yeah, I don't think they take themselves as seriously. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Um, does that go with Red Bull at all? The voices sing. I. What was the clue? No word. It's weird. Weird way to start this. No word if this soft drink provided inspiration for the artists behind 1985's number one hit, Broken Wings. Well, Red Bull gives you wings. Right. Okay. But Broken Wings? Well, I mean, maybe it's related to Wings. It's probably not to do with the uh, band name. You're probably right. Paul McCartney and the Wings. Just Wings. I'm sorry. And Wings. Just Wings. What if that was their name? (laughs) Paul McCartney's Just Wings. No drums. Don't like the drums. More of a flats guy. Me too. Uh, All right. And then Easy Mode. Underwent a name change and reformulation in 2001. It's spicy cherry flavor now has extra cinnamon. Spicy cherry? Extra cinnamon? That doesn't sound like Red Bull. A reformulation in 2001. And a name change. Spicy cherry? Yeah. That's interesting. Is it uh, aftershock liqueur? <laughs> you remember that stuff? It, you probably never messed around though, with right? that. No. It's got like a cinnamon flavor. I don't think there's a spicy yeah, cherry. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, caffeinated. Like that what's it called stuff that everybody drinks. I don't know. This is uh this is a tough one. Should we just go with Red Bull? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a cherry Red Bull, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a spicy cherry version. I don't know. I went through a Red Bull phase. I don't know if I drank that one. Spicy and I don't know cherry. if I ever drank a Red Bull that had hints of cinnamon. Uh, maybe it's... maybe it's Dr. I don't know. I don't know anything that has spicy cherry. Yeah, let's go with Red Bull. Fuck it. Okay. Before we uh, get to the answer... Evan uh, signs us. Cheers, Evan. P.S. You're handsome. You're a great podcast. Hey, I've listened. Hey, to all hold the- on. Hmm. What about Mr. Pib? Mr. Pib? It, it's or is it Mr. Pib? Am I wrong? Yeah, there is a Mr. Pib. Okay, Peppo, Doctor Pepper, mm-hmm. the other version of Doctor Pepper, Mister Mister, Mister Pib. Oh. Okay, so maybe it's influenced by the name. I could see it having a spicy cherry going with like the pepper Mm -hmm. theme. What do you think? 
All right. Yeah, it's hard to say if Broken Wings is plus, a Red Bull I mean, reference. Plus, or, Mr. Pibb would definitely be... Yeah. I could see it being made in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I I hope that's Mr. Mister that did that song. I know. Uh, brother, me too. All right. <clears throat> so, we, Evan... Can, uh, Evan I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Evan. And I'm sorry, Lee. No, no, no. Don't be sorry. Evan signs this cheers, Evan. P.S. You're handsome. You're a great podcast. I've listened to all your episodes. It's so great. Thank you. Happy 200th. Uh, you guys have good voices. Thank you very much, Evan. Yeah. That's very sweet of you. When he said you're handsome, I don't know if he meant both of us, but I, I like to think so. I think so. Thank you. And we are correct. Good job, Mark. Hey! Mr. Pib. Holy shit. You're right. Damn. I, the link man, is to a, hit me uh, like a fucking lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Hit the me like a wrecking ball. A website, pibthug.com. The history of Mr. Pib. Peppo. Damn. After losing a lawsuit filed by Dr. Pepper manufacturers. There you go. Who disputed Coke's original use of the name Peppo. Coke settled on the name Mr. Pib. And of course, I love that because it relates to our Pib's rating system. Yeah. In a phonetic way, at least. Of course. All right, hitting the market in 1972 as Pepo, what respected caffeinated beverage brand lose the respected, I say. Yeah. Especially since they were freaking shamed into changing their name. (laughs) No, respected. Is that supposed to be in reference to the name Mr.? Like it's like a a, uh, a title? I think so. Maybe that's what what Evan's going for here. Yeah. almost like saying what distinguished caffeinated beverage brand. Um, I don't know if, yeah, I would, I would, uh, if that's a hint, I don't know if it reads that necessarily. Um, so you could take it or leave it with that one. Uh, was first marketed with its own private air force that included a hot air balloon. That is an interesting detail. If people remember that stunt, I don't know if I've ever heard of that before. Yeah. I don't know if I have either. Now the hint no word if the soft drink provided inspiration for the artists behind 1985's number one hit, Broken Wings. That is a lot of extra information. First, you confirm that it's a soft drink, so now you have a caffeinated soft drink because uh, you said beverage brand in the first part, which could include other caffeinated beverages. Uh, and then you give the song title, Broken Wings, which obviously led to Mark thinking Mr. Mr., Mr. Pib. So that was a very crucial uh part component to the uh, the question here worked out for me um so i would say that this is pretty hard right out of the gate if you include that hint in some way um you know it's gonna you're probably gonna have some folks that have a little bit of an easier time and i would prefer that and then the easy mode underwent a name change and reformulation in 2001 that's cool extra information. I don't think that's, e- I mean, it wasn't easy for me at all. That is the least bit of information yeah. that helped me out. Um, I, I don't, well, I don't know if that's true because when we were trying to think of cherry, I was like, well, what flavor would go well with cherry? And I just kept harping on Dr. Pepper and that's when it hit me, you know, like, yeah. oh, I could see cherry Dr. Pepper. I know that that's a thing. What about cherry Mr. Pibb? We used to have someone at my work call it Mr. Pibbs, and it would drive me nuts. <laughs> That's like your Reese's Pieces uh, thing. Well, that it's is like they're like mul- cousins. that makes me mad for multiple reasons. Another one is uh, Barnes and Nobles. Mm-hmm. Is people will say, yeah. Imagine going around calling it Targets. 
<laughs> or Walmarts. Yeah. Oh, you got to go to the doctor if you got Walmarts. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or if you have mall warts. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I would. Uh, mall warts sounds like it could be real. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. It probably is. Um, yeah, I would, I would maybe try to include as much of this as possible. It would get really lengthy though, to include all of this because it's, uh, three separate ideas, but I might start with, uh, undergoing a name change and reformulation in 2001. Uh, but first hitting the market in 1972 as Pepo, what soft caffeinated soft drink, uh, has a spicy cherry flavor that now has extra cinnamon and maybe... I don't know if you would, should need to include the private air force thing. It's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't bring up the private air force thing. And honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd include, I, I might, might include the cherry, uh, spicy cherry thing. But I originally, I, I honestly think the original question without the air force thing mm-hmm. and maybe adding the cherry thing yeah. is the best version of it because yeah. Peppo gives you everything you need, especially if you know that Dr. Pepper hasn't been around very long. And I'm kind of ashamed I didn't think of Mr. Pip earlier. You know, I mean, that yeah. explains why Don't the name so has changed. Yourself. Well, you know, that's <laughs> what I do. And the uh, the broken wings thing is very interesting. I'd love for that to be included in a way. I don't know if uh, right now I'm going to come up with it, but I, I give you kudos for that as a hint. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, uh, that's a really interesting thing. I am going to uh, give this a... Pibs with a uh, lowercase with s a, with a capital Mister. Yeah, I miss <laughs> capital Mister Pibs. That's right. I'm I was going to say you've got to give this thing Pibs just yeah. based on the fact that it's Mister Pib. I don't need to, but th- yeah. this is this is a worthy question for sure. You know, I will yeah, say this is worthy. It, actually, it works out very well because it's very it's not very short and sweet. There's three versions of it, so it'd be perfect to give it a Pib, a Mister Pib. <laughs> It would be, but I think it still works even in its original version. I yeah. think it still works as a as a question, and I don't think even in its original version it necessarily needs a rewrite. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. it a, I'm gonna give it an it, A mm-hmm. because there's plenty in there to pull from and to put together a great question. Um, it's just I, you know, the problem is is when you give more information like this, you show what could be, so it makes the original question easier to rate poorly because then you're like oh with this other information why wasn't that just in the original question so you know having multiple is a good score though huh an a is a good score an a is a perfectly good score there's an a plus in there Mm -hmm. if you if you uh you know chopped and screwed some stuff like dj screw yes yes and please forgive us for not rewriting each question we're going through a lot of these this episode so we're not going to get too particular about the it's rate my question not rewrite my question exactly we can pay us extra for that yep all right. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to a voicemail here. Mm. This is from Team Captain Matt. All right, boys. I hope I made it in time, Team Captain Matt. All right, here we go. Celebrating the 200 years and the 200-year anniversary of his birth, who designed Prospect Park in Brooklyn and is considered the father of landscape architecture? Take care. Bye. Oh, celebrating the 200 year anniversary of his birth. Who designed prospect park in Brooklyn and is considered the father of landscape architecture. So 200 years, that would be, uh, 1822. Mm. What mm-hmm. year is it? 
<laughs> what year is it? 2022. Help me. <laughs> oh my gosh, this damn pandemic. Yeah, eighteen. It's like 2020, right? Isn't it still 2020? <laughs> Please help me. Is it me. ever going to end? Who designed Prospect Park and is considered the father of landscape architecture? This is one of those that when I hear the name, I'll probably be like, I've heard of that name mm-hmm. before, but I do not know it. Yeah. It's not Frank Lloyd Wright. No. It's not Asian dude. Who, Which one? There's one who's like really famous. Um, the guy who designed uh, the Louvre, right? Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. Something What's with a name? P. <laughs> Not sure. Uh, uh, landscape architecture. Yeah. It's not Frank Gehry. No, I don't think so. It's another regular architecture guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I know any landscape architects. I don't think. I was going to say Thomas Jefferson, maybe, or something like that, but that's way too late. He was he was born much before 1822. Yeah, he was in <laughs> around 1776. Yeah, probably like 1750-something, <clears throat> I'm guessing. Maybe it's Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> this is all that shrubbery. Mm-hmm. Tim Burton. Yeah. He's an old guy. Old goth guy. What do they call it where you uh, make shapes out of bushes? Topiary. Topiary. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think we just kind of have to take a whiff on this. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, father, I, I feel like a damn fool. Yep. You got us, Matt. Let's, uh, let's look this up here. Okay, Prospect Park was first proposed in legislation passed in 1859, laid out by Frederick Law Olmsted. Frederick <laughs> Law Olmsted, the answer. And Calvert Vaux, who also helped design Manhattan's Central Park, following various changes to its design. Hmm. Yeah, I thought... Uh Possibly I'd know the name, um, but I don't. So there you go. I'm even dumber than I thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with uh, Frederick Law Olmsted. So this is a pretty diffic- difficult question. Um, Daniel Burnham said of him, he paints with lakes and wood- wooded slopes with laws and banks and forest-covered hills with mountainsides and ocean views. Daniel Burnham that was talking about uh, of the uh, the Flatiron Building, talking about Frank Law Olmsted. I am Pay is the guy I was thinking of. Pay, that's right. Um, though I do not think that he uh, he may not have done the Louvre. He did. God damn it. Well, okay. I mean, that there you was go. Very outside of. <laughs> What was the actual answer? But I feel good about that. Asian guy with a name with P in it developed the, the not the Louvre itself, but the, the glass pyramid. Yeah, but you looked it up. I know, <laughs> but I was, I was barking up the right tree. Absolutely. So what would you rate this question, Mark? Um, I'll give it a B. It's pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe a B plus. Uh, it's factual. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Um, it's just a little too tough. Um, you know, you're just going to get a lot of people not knowing what the fuck's going on. Um, which is kind of my jam. But I feel like there's going to be... There's there's maybe a flip-flop of it or something. You know, what kind of architecture? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's late. But, uh, you know, yeah. I, I'll give it a B plus. I will give it a temporary capital I and a lowercase s. Why temporary? Because it is centered around the 200th anniversary of his birth, which makes it slightly more interesting right now. Mm-hmm. But in two years, three years, that's not going to matter. Yeah. This is going to be like, who is the father of uh, landscape architecture? So... I think it's like slight. It's like almost like a current events type yeah. interest, you know, because mm-hmm. it might have been in the news or something like that. I'm gonna give it a capital I. There's capital no built-in hint. Capital pay. This is not a. I would not say that this is popular subject matter. I know that we have some uh, architecture nerds listening, and that's great for like you know a niche and like a topic in trivia. But it is, uh, you know, this question I don't think would go over well at either of the venues that I host at. Basically, I, I think. Maybe Matt would get it right. <laughs> I, I, but, I, I you know, picture you saying... Outside of him. I picture you saying, mm-hmm. Olmstead, and people just going... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Can you get to the next answer? Because I know I we would, didn't get this one. <laughs> I would ask what, you know, park was laid out okay. by Frank Law there Olmstead. You know, and uh, maybe some more qualifying details yeah. about Prospect Park. Um, because I think most people outside of New York probably would be more likely to guess Prospect Park than they would to guess Frank Law Olmstead. Prospect Park. Prospected. Mm-hmm. Can you pronounce it that way? Will people know what Why you're talking not? about? No. I don't know. I just don't know if people know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, let's continue here. Our next message comes from Lisa, Whiskey Tango. Ah. Lisa. Lisa writes, hi, guys. Congrats on episode 200. Here's a favorite trivia question of mine. The KFC Twitter account has 1.5 million followers, but only follows 11 accounts, six of which are guys named Herb. Herb? Herb. Herb. The guys are named Herb. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I mean, are following them because they think that they're called Herb, right? Mm -hmm. Anyways, who are the other five all closely associated celebrities? The other five Twitter accounts. I know, I think. Really? It's gotta be. Baby. Ginger. Sporty. Scary. And the other one. (laughs) The Spice Girls. The Spice Girls. Wait, Baby, Sporty, Ginger, Scary, and Posh. And Posh. Mm -hmm. 11 Herbs and Spices. Yeah, I love that. I'm on board. I was thinking That's, we were going to have to come up with like, well, uh, Daryl Hammond and Norm McDonald both played the Colonel, so they probably oh, yeah, followed no, them. No, no, no. As soon I as like I heard answer, the uh, Seven Herbs, I was like, mm-hmm. there's five more. It's got to be them Spice Girls. All right. So Lisa's provided a link here. Ginger Spice married to Christian Horner. or Honer, The... Uh, the uh, that would be Jerry Horner, yes. You're yes, right. who is related right. mm-hmm. to, of course, the Red Bull F1 team. 
<laughs> Here we go. <laughs> just had to bring it <laughs> Drive up. Drive to survive. Yep. Okay. He's still on it, folks. And then we have uh, Melanie B, Scary Spice, Emma Bunton, Baby Spice, Mel C, uh, Sporty Spice, I believe. And Victoria Beckham was Posh. That sounds right. If I remember correctly. And uh, Who was your favorite Spice Girl? Favorite Spice Girl? Probably Scary. Into it. I was scary. a Baby Spice guy. <laughs> right on. To become one. Well, I wish. <laughs> All right. Call me baby spice. Let's let's rate this uh let's rate this question here. Ah. From Lisa. A plus. A lot of fun. Um yeah, I, I rate it an A plus. It's a it's a really fun question. I feel it may be a little bit on the easy side, but you were kind of uh you know, you were a little iffy on it, so that proves that there's a little thought to it. Um and I like that I, I think that the important thing is that you have to name all five of the Spice Girls, at least by their Spice name. It says, who are the other five? I so mean, you I would, think you could say the Spice Girls. I, I, I feel like I would categorically accept the Spice Girls because all five of them, all five members are included in the answer. Yeah, there's no... No uh, more, no less. <laughs> there's There's been no like switching out of one Spice to another. It wasn't like Marilyn Manson where it's like... Oh, we got rid of Madonna Wayne Gacy and we brought on fucking Johnny I don't know. Five Alive. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they just no gave disassemble. up on the name thing. It's just like trying to do the whole uh yeah. serial killer uh it was a model thing, and then after a while they were like, There's just my name's Phil. <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. All right. So yeah, uh I love this question. I love this question. Me too. I I'm gonna give this full pips. Damn. I think I think Whiskey Tango not only knows how to win trivia, mm-hmm. she can write a fucking question. Yeah, I would not rewrite this at all. I wouldn't change it. Um, fast food is very popular. This is a clever little joke that mm-hmm. their social media team has put together that is uh, recognized you know by a, a select few you can game it out like you did by knowing the 11 herbs and spices six and five five spices the spice girls i love this question it's full pibs from me it's great okay nailed it thank you lisa all right that is our first round of questions we are going to take a short break now and we're going to come back with some missed corrections and even more listener questions and no notes. We're back, and it's time for some missed corrections. Missed corrections. Old school. Yeah. Straight up. It was just me and you just going ham. Straight up. You you had some missed corrections, right? Um, There were a couple. This is a no note from Motor Liquor for episode 177. Uh he says working my way backwards in the no notes section of the episode you're talking about the song that the landlord dances to in the big lebowski you said it's from the musical die tote stat 
Oops. you pronounce die like die since it's German. Die is pronounced D. So it should be Detotstadt. Yes. Additional info. Detotstadt means the dead city. A nod to the author's idea of L.A. Uh, <laughs> perhaps. Um, right. L.A. is pretty alive, but also pretty dead in a lot of ways. Uh, another quick no note from Sensei V1. Anatomically speaking, extension is the opposite of flexion, describing a straightening movement that increases the angle between body parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're backwards on that one. That was I just was. a sus, though. That was just a sus. You know. Well, that was your answer, too, but. <laughs> Indeed. He understands he was wrong. It was not the correct answer. <laughs> uh, the gluteus maximus, the largest muscle in the human body. And then Terrigen, I don't know if this counts as a no note, but I am the only am I the only one who likes guessing what Lee would do with the initials of the Justins and Mikes in the closing portion of the podcast. It's such a fun little runner for me, and I hope it becomes a permanent fixture of this show. Can't wait for episode uh-huh. two hundred. I sent an email a week ago hoping it gets read in time for this special episode, but no worries if it doesn't. Who's that? Tara Jin, T-E-R-A-G-I-N-N. I hope they're in here. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Okay. We at least read your no note, so that's there. That's something. Yeah. And uh, I think we got a list from Sai, who just recently binged through all uh, approximately almost 200 episodes with her favorite moments. Yeah. we. And, uh, uh, this was a fun little trip down memory lane. It was. It was a lot of stuff that I had completely forgotten about. Um, some of her favorite episodes after binging the entire podcast, Ginger Palooza and mm-hmm. the Ginger Sperm Donors moment, of course. Yes, Eric. At, at number one with a bullet. Snowmen are not sculptures, another <laughs> classic. Uh, polar bear are not sea creatures. Yeah. Um, which had... someone actually in the Discord uh, mentioned that, saying sea, I think they said sea mammals or water mammals may have been a good substitute for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kylian is one hot motherfucker. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Motherfucker! Uh, Jeopardy Man, which we haven't heard from Jeopardy Man in a long time. No. I'm hoping one of those voicemails might up be to. from Jeopardy Man. Well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, McRibs. We have McDonald's here, but I've never even heard of a McRib. That is absolutely devastating for you ah there was a mcrib mention on the quizzle this week do you know what country has mcribs on the menu year round australia (laughs) no that is what i guessed (laughs) but it's germany oh okay Mm -hmm. man i gotta go to germany and of course her uh the last thing on her list is seth's hell oh yeah uh, and then she she also mentions uh ken the ken doll with a cock ring around the neck <laughs> which yes. that is easily one of uh one of my favorites classic no no yeah indeed <laughs> all right and we have a few voicemails here as well this one's from nat newton hello there no nonsense trivia this is nat newton just calling to give you a big old congratulations on the 200th episode of No Nonsense Trivia. Uh, I don't really have any tidbits of trivia for you. I'm kind of, I can't think of anything fresh right now, but let me tell you, it is a pleasure listening to you and all of your friends over uh, the 200 episodes, and congratulations to you both. I'm Matt Newton. I love women. Take care. 
He's Nat Newton, and he loves, he loves women. women. Wants to make that clear. He shows up from time to time on John Lewis's Twitch channel. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Fantastic. Good to hear from Nat Newton there as well. And, and we, guys, in case you were wondering, he does he does love women. Yeah. Don't let it be a question. Please. Yeah. And uh, sounded a little bit like Jeopardy Man there, I yeah, thought. Just a tiny bit. I wonder yeah. if there's any connection. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we have another voicemail here. This one is from Nabil. Hey, Lee and Mark, it's uh, Nabil from Ottawa. Just a little no-note, I just want to say uh, congrats on your 200th episode. I love the content, and I look forward to listening to a new episode every week. Um, hopefully one day I can make it down to Florida and attend a live yeah. trivia event by either either one of you, or maybe both. Uh, so yeah, thanks again. Keep up the great work, and have a great weekend. Take care. Bye. Great, thanks. Thank you. Get together with Manu. Yeah. Two of my favorite Canadians get oh together gosh, and tag team. Oh my God. Hitchhike down here or something. We'd love, I'll put you both up. Come on down. Canadians aren't scary. That would be fantastic to see the both of you. And we have a call here from Elise as well. Hi, Mark and Lee. It's Elise. Um, just congratulating you on your 200th episode. I'm actually standing outside Elise trivia right now to do this. Uh, congratulations on 200 episodes. It's been great being on a few times. And here's a little bit of trivia for you that I learned from the New York Times crossword last week. Um, the country of Turkey's official national sport is oil wrestling. I thought that was interesting. Congratulations. Bye. Oil wrestling. That's very The national sport of Turkey. They're so... Get oiled up and <laughs> wrestle. They're so just... They're, they're so spoiled with oil that they can just wrestle in it yeah people here are paying 420 a gallon take uh, it to istanbul not constantinople <laughs> that's fantastic elise is a, a much loved a beloved guest yes beloved um that's wonderful that's fantastic i found i was going through my old pictures and i found a picture of her um at uh palace uh during one of your trivias there holding three bottles of wine <laughs> i've never seen her look so happy oh yeah that's great yeah. well i miss those days when we could be giving out bottles and <laughs> bottles of wine indeed you know but we do have uh cool records that you can get at ollie's oh, uh ollie's records and beer uh also cool beers that you can get there as well mm -hmm. and pointy bell more new cool releases beer. new releases every week so Indeed. if you're a beer aficionado, there's always something cool to taste there. We need to get Pointy Bell to do a no-no beer. That would be great. There's mm. going to be like some kind of, let me think of a name that we could call it. But Note Soda. Oh, hello. Yeah. K-N-O-W-T-E <laughs> Soda. Note Soda. Well, you'd have to have oat in there as well. So you'd have to put an A in there. K-N-O-A-T-T. -T. Soda. Yeah. N oat nonsense. It'd have to be like a wheat beer, probably. Not my favorite beer, but for the oats. Oh, I love a wheat beer. You do? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, you can taste test it then. Perfect. All right. Yeah, we'll talk to Jordan over at uh, Point of Bell about that. But thank you, everybody, for the calls, the no notes, and the miscorrections as usual. If you have a miscorrection, a rate my question, or a no note, you can email us at nononsensetrivia at gmail.com or call us at one nine nine three five six six nine six 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 nine, or find us on social media. 
Okay. Fade to one also said congrats on the upcoming two hundred number two hundred motherfuckers. Fade to one? Yep. Kevin, thank you. Our next call comes from Captain Nick. Ooh. Hello, Lee and Mark. This is Captain Nick. I am calling to give you a rate my question. My question is this May fourteenth of this year marks the third anniversary death of this irritable internet sensation. Who is it? This May 14th marks the third anniversary death. We've got two questions here about anniversaries of uh, people that have died. Dead people. Marks the third anniversary death of this irritable internet sensation. Who is it? Who is it? Hmm. I will text you the answer. Have a wonderful night. (laughs) So I'm going to text Nick and ask him to text you the answer. Can you text And in the meantime, we can... Talk this over. Please. Irritable internet sensation. Third anniversary of the death, May 14th. The night of Trivia Request Live, by the way, if I could plug that. (laughs) Please do. This internet sensation's death coincides with our first Trivia Live event. Shameless plug. Um... Irritable internet sensation. Do you have any ideas? I do. I think a much beloved internet sensation that was very irritable and irritated was Grumpy Cat. I think Grumpy Cat died about three years ago. Could be Lil Bub. Lil Bub also died. But hmm. Lil Bub was not irritable. Yeah, Grumpy Cat sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. There was the Annoying Orange, but I don't think that, that they had a death for the Annoying Orange. <laughs> a final oh, episode. I think that's like a YouTube thing. Is that what it was called? Annoying Orange? I think so. And then there was Fred. Okay, yeah. You remember Fred? Mm-hmm. He's irritating. I wouldn't call him irritable, though. Grumpy Cat. The answer for May 14th of this year, marking the third anniversary death of this irritable internet sensation, is Grumpy Cat. Yes! Good job, Lee. All right, thank you. Again, I think that this is uh, part of this uh, question has a component that's timely. You know, because it's the third anniversary. So without that is what you kind of have to judge it by, which is uh, what irritable internet sensation died. <laughs> which, I, I mean, it's I give you props for a timely question, you know, but yeah. um, I don't know if this question is necessarily evergreen in its current format. It might need... Some extra juice. Yeah. Something extra interesting about Grumpy Cat. I wonder sometimes if people even care much about having their question rated as opposed to just getting to ask a question. Sure, but we're getting into the nuts I, well, and yeah, bolts yeah, here. Yeah. For I'm just saying. I'm just kind of like, I'm just talking here. I'm just spitballing. Like if you said, you know, uh, Grumpy Cat or uh, uh, which internet's an irritable inner sensa- internet sensation's real name was Tartar Sauce. That's, you Ooh. know, something a little extra... You might 
have heard that fact about Grumpy Cat at one point, but it makes the question evergreen because right. it, it's not surrounding the uh, the anniversary of the death component. So um, for that reason, I'm not I'm not going to give this an S because I think it needs a bit of a rewrite. But I will give this a uh, capital P, a lowercase I, and a lowercase B. I give this a PIB. I'll give it. Um, I'll give it a solid A. I don't feel it's the strongest question in the world, but it works. It's a fine question. Yeah, it works. Irritable in a pinch. is a is a is a good uh, hint, mm-hmm. you know, to an extent, and uh, it's a fine question. I just want a little something extra to chew on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we all just want a little party. You don't want like that lean cut. You want that fatty cut. You know, well, you don't want it too fatty because then, no, you, but you then wanna... all of a sudden you knocking off the S. Of course. Giving someone a, a lowercase There's no S. S to begin with. <laughs> he needs an S. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for the question. Not that bad. No. But I think, yeah, just, you know, adding something a little extra could spice it up a little bit. Indeed. All right. So we have a email here from Tim Gomez. Tim writes, P. Lee. Mappy 1984. Yes. He writes, P. Lee. Suck Dick Davis. Big congrats on hitting 200 wonderful episodes of the No-No. I started binge listening in 2019 during a pretty difficult time in my life. I was suffering a lot of discomfort from a nose surgery. It turned out it was botched, and I'll have to live with the results, unfortunately. But I was so lucky to find your podcast when I did. It has gotten me through some tough times, and it is apparent how much fun you two and your amazing guests have while making it. Here's hoping for many more. I know I'll be listening. I wrote three questions to celebrate the milestone. We love you, Tim Gomez. Yes, thank you for listening, Tim. Thank you. Apart from a few bit parts in TV and movies, actress Heather DeLoach is best known for appearing prominently in a 90s music video for what band? Heather DeLoach. How do you spell it? D-E capital L-O-A-C-H. One more time. Apart from a few bit parts in TV and movies, actress Heather DeLoach is best known for appearing prominently in a 90s music video for what band? Cherry Pie. Warrant. Warrant. That's a complete guess. Is that the 90s? Yes. Yeah? I think so. Well, it's right on the cusp there. Mm -hmm. That is a iconic video with a, a, a woman in it. I was thinking maybe Aerosmith. I know they had a bunch of videos with like Alicia Silverstone. But that's just it. It was like Alicia Silverstone and Liv, Liv Tyler. I don't think it was. Well, that was. She was in a couple of their videos. Alicia Silverstone. Liv Tyler was in one. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe there was another one. But I, I like I like where you're going with this. Um, <clears throat> The Cherry Pie Video Girl, basically. That's who yeah. she became. I mean, I'm thinking it may have been like 90. I know I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. It seems I mean, 80s cusp. she's prominent in it, mm-hmm. and it's the first music video I thought of for whatever reason. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Smells Like Teen Spirit, but there's really no one actress who stands out. Mm-hmm. It, isn't, uh, it isn't White Snake. It's not going to be Guns N' Roses. Who's in November Lane? November Rain. November Lane. <laughs> Um, Penny Lane. It was Lane. <laughs> Heather Locklear. Rain is in my ears and in my eyes. Um, his um, 
the the chick that uh axel rose was dating at the time uh i can't remember her name but she was like a supermodel it's not okay not her you want to go with warrant i mean it's the first thing that came on my mind man i don't know why it just did no, Heather, we were wrong. <laughs> Heather Deloach is the Bumblebee girl from No Rain. Oh, by man. Blind Melon. Blind Melon is the answer. Huh. Okay. Well, fuck. Okay, Ernie. All right, I see you. Uh, this, the Warren song was released in 1990. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, 90s. I mean, ni- calling a 1990 song a 90s song, it's like technically right you know but yeah yeah 1990 in a way is culturally it feels more like the 80s at the end of the day it was just the wrong answer one way or another right so the question apart from a few bit parts in tv and movies actress heather deloach is best known for appearing prominently in a 90s music video for what band the answer is blind melon hmm I mean, I like this question. I'll just say that right out of the gate. Um, maybe if you wanted to make it a little easier, you could say appearing as a child because she's a girl. I'm just saying you could. It's, yeah. not, it's not necessary. Right. This question is fine. Again, mm-hmm. this, this question is fine right out of the gate. I don't think this needs a rewrite, but uh, that is a knob that you could turn on this question. You know, the Bumblebee girl was such a big deal mm-hmm. that I feel like that there is like trivia lovers mm-hmm. would know this. Yeah. I'm going to give it an A plus. Uh, it's tough, but it makes perfect sense once you hear the answer. And she was just such a, it was such a big thing. I mean, yeah. it was so lampooned for so long. I, I love that. I mean, I didn't get it, but it's a it's a great question. Yeah, yeah, and it's good for music heads, I would say, because they're going to know the name of that band. Yeah, I feel like uh, you might ask that in just like a typical like bar slash restaurant with a bunch of people of various ages. Not many people, I don't think, are going to get Blind Melon. I think people that are into music are going to know it in the 90s music but <clears throat> i think they're they're a band they're not as big as nirvana they're not as big as yeah i mean know, this, some of those other i don't bands. know that song is huge it is it is and that music video is huge you know what i think i would rather ask about the that music video mm. what animal or what creature does she dress up as I and think turn it's it, so much easier it is a lot easier but it it's it's focusing it on the memorable part of that event, you know, which is not the name of the band. It's like, you're going to remember this. If you remember this, you know, scene in your mind, you know, for coming out and tap dancing or something at the beginning of the video, mm-hmm. like it's, that's the part that's burned into people's memories, not necessarily yeah. the band name. This, like I said, for nineties trivia, this is like nineties music trivia. It's perfectly written, but I think in a general environment, I would probably ask about the, uh, the bumblebee costume. Gotcha. And Tim, thank you so much for the other questions. What's that? Did you read it? Oh, I've not rated it yet. Um, well, what the fuck? So I'm going to write my question episode. All right. Me. All right. Hold on. Well, give me a second. <laughs> I just, was just hold on. I was right? giving my just thoughts on it. I was just spitballing. <laughs> I, I didn't come up with a rating yet. Um, yeah. I'm going to give this a lowercase B for the reasons that I mentioned with the uh, band name. 
I think that's kind of like a deeper pull for a mainstream trivia audience. Um, I'll give this a lowercase I. Somewhat interesting. There's not really a built-in hint, but I'll give this a capital S because I like the way that it's written. So I give this a piss. And uh, yeah. Good job. Good question. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think I would ask about the uh, the costume. And Tim, thanks for the other questions. We're going to save those for future episodes. We're going to put that in the queue for that. All right. We have a message here from Joel. Joel writes, and this is the uh, the guy who wrote in and said that he loves when you say suck dick. Ah, uh, yes. Dear Mark and Lee, I have been using your podcast to study me as I have been passing a kidney stone over the past three weeks. Jesus Christ. I the some fuck? I sometimes fall asleep on meds and have to start an episode over the next day. I feel like I already know you both. Thanks so much. I reviewed you on Podchaser. I hope it posted. Take care, Joel. Thank you, Joel. And Joel, I hope by now you've passed that thing. Yes. I uh, I had one, a kidney stone, that I knew I was feeling for only four hours or so, and it was a nightmare. So I can't imagine the pain that you're in right now for three weeks, um, being in any position hurt, not being able to uh, urinate uh, properly hurts. That sucks. God, I'm getting dizzy just thinking about the pain. I've never had it. Knock on fucking wood. But Jesus. Kidney stones suck dick. Yeah. That's what we'll say. And we have uh, we've got Joel's review here from Podchaser. Five stars. Thank you, Joel. These guys have great conversations. I love trivia and have written questions for several board games. Your questions are just right in difficulty. Love learning. Love your comfort with homosexual chat. You are bears, which rocks my world. Love, Joel. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. Five-star review. Love you, too. We also got a five-star review here from Adam Volk. Hell yeah. Red Crest Fried Chicken. They're seeking investment opportunities right now. You can you go You know, and, I was uh, I, I was going to ask you if it'd be okay for me to plug that forum. Um, you can you can watch the video if you'd like to. There's uh, a website called Honeycomb. Um, and basically, he uh, had purchased a restaurant on a busy corner in South Philly. And there was a water main break. And they basically got fucked six ways to Sunday. Uh, no one really willing to take full responsibility of the restaurant basement getting completely flooded with, I think it was, they said it was 10,000 gallons of water, Ooh. destroying a bunch of, you know, obviously the the equipment down there, etc. So they have an investment opportunity. You can give a certain amount of money and actually have a stake in the restaurant when they actually get up and running. I will be investing some money. Yeah, help out the uh, no-no community, folks, and tell them no-nonsense sent you. Adam's good people. I've known him since I was like 16, 15 years old. He's a great guy. Redcrest and Esme in, in Brooklyn are both fantastic restaurants. I am going to Philly soon to see Patrick, uh, ex-guest. Previous guest, not pre- ex-guest. Yeah. He's welcome back. 
previous thank you previous guest and while i'm in philadelphia i plan on filling up on fucking fried chicken so hell yeah very very good stuff yep and uh he writes here on pod chaser this podcast is great listening to lee and mark discuss the ins and outs of writing trivia hosting trivia and playing trivia is a lot of fun their weekly selection of questions are both fun and frustrating as any good trivia should be don't worry though if you get tired of these guys after a few episodes they'll surely have a guest on to keep things new and exciting do people get tired of us after a few episodes i hope not listening i hope not too (laughs) listening to other people i wouldn't blame them but (laughs) (laughs) listening to other people navigate their way to an answer whether correct or not is engaging and sometimes good for a solid laugh which leads me to this last comment mark's laugh will always be one of my favorite sounds in the world if it doesn't make you smile you're probably a broken human or a fucking terminator <laughs> or both <laughs> a broken terminator dun, 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 dun. <laughs> thank you for the thoughtful review adam and we appreciate everybody who gives us a five-star review on their uh, preferred platform yes thank you now joel did has been sending in some questions over the past few weeks Radar Love by Golden Earring has been said to be the greatest song in rock history. What other song by the group hit the top 40 in the U.S.? Golden Earring's other top 40 song. Besides Radar Love. Radar Love has been said to be the greatest song in rock history. Can't argue with that. I guess people have been saying it. Do you agree with that? No. No, it's a it's, it's a great song. Do you think it's a bold claim to make in this trivia <laughs> question? <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I don't know who's. I would. I would want you to cite some sources. Uh, you know, who's saying that your drunk uncle at a party? It's fucking song, man. Do yeah. do 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 do. Right. It's like yeah, it's good. It would be um like interesting if it was like Jim Steinman said that Radar Love was the best <laughs> rock song. Like that would make it interesting. I think if it was, there was a notable figure greatest song to drive to yeah well it's a great fucking driving song i mean a dude this is one of those things where i heard a song and i was like that's golden earring Mm -hmm. and i had no clue and there's no way i'll remember it do you know no no i don't radar love is the one that i know Um, surprised to learn from this question that they had a second hit jungle love no that's uh was no that's Moore's day in the time right wait am i thinking hold on am i thinking of the right name for the song jungle boogie no um it's driving me mad it's making me crazy Well, it can't be. Their hit songs can't be fucking Radar Love and then Jungle Love. <laughs> They're just hitting all There's the love no songs. Way. <sighs> what song did they uh, you know, write to go along with the greatest song in rock history? I don't think they wrote it to go along with it, I think. I don't even it's know if it's part of their... I'm trying prefer. to think of like Dude's Voice and like mm-hmm. other songs that... You know what I mean? That like it's not sound spirit like in the voice. sky. Nope. That's Noah Greenbaum. Mm-hmm. Are we really just? Gonna go I tons don't know. Of songs yeah. from the seventies. I'm not sure. It's not. You keep me hanging on. Nope. By Vanilla Fudge. Mm-hmm. 
It's not white or shade of pale. By Procol Harum. It's not Oye Como Va. By Santana. No. By Tito Puente. <laughs> well, that one. Yes. Gosh. Well, you can say the same thing about uh, Keep Me Hanging On, which is originally by... Yes, you're right. The Supremes. The Supremes. You're right. Um, what are, we, are we taking a loss on this one? I think one? we're just going to have to take a loss okay. on this one. Yeah, we will. Let's see here. Golden Earring. I want to see these charts. Singles. Good Lord, they had a lot of songs. They're a Dutch band. Really? Yeah. Radar Love capped out at number 13 on the uh, Billboard Hot 100. And the other song that reached number 10 is called Twilight Zone. Do I know this song? Yeah, you do. I can't believe that that's Golden Earring. That Do you know that like, song? I don't know that song. I mean, it sounds like they just took the beginning of it. That, like, it hadn't hit the hook yet. Yeah, the chorus um, is what really grabs you. But um, it sounds like, cool. We need to be in the twilight zone. Be in it now. Skating in it now. Spent more than a half a year on the U.S. pop charts. Uh, it You know, it says something like, you proud to know and when the bullet hits the bone. It it reached a higher spot on the charts than Radar Love did. Radar Love capped huh. out at 13, Twilight Zone at 10. Damn. So I would uh I would maybe include something along those uh those lines in there. Like it actually is the more popular song mm-hmm. by a Billboard ranking. I think that's very interesting. Well, I also don't like that. More popular, I don't know if I agree with. Or. It was a higher charting. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, higher charting. clearly, we both knew Radar Love way more than we knew Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would take out also the greatest song in rock history. That's <laughs> yeah. that's just like some flavor that you put in there that's clearly showing the Quizmaster's bias. Yeah, that's an extra packet uh-huh. of that ramen Maybe flavoring. if you're telling a joke and you say, it's been said to be the greatest song in rock history <laughs> by <wink>. me. <laughs> by me. My Uncle Ted mm-hmm. says. Uh, but yeah, what is their other big hit? Their other big notable hit? It's interesting, yeah, that we know Radar Love more than we know twilight zone no notable mm-hmm. yes the charts got it wrong it did that, in that sense yeah. it's not the first time it's happened mm-hmm. um it. yeah so i will give this a uh i'm gonna give this a capital p 80s music very popular um lowercase i no built-in hint really and uh lowercase s so a piss on this one as it's written, I'll give it an A minus. I don't really like the. There's really no reason to call Radar Love anything because it's not the, you know. Give it a, like if it has an awards distinction, if it won a Grammy, if it had something like that, you can give it like a. It stands on its own record. Merit. You don't really. You just say Radar Love mm-hmm. by Golden Earring. You don't. Yeah. Everybody knows Radar Love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's like. I think you can shorten it and you can the make driving room for, jam radar love. You can shorten and you can and you can make room for a built in hint uh, by getting rid of all that, you know, mm-hmm. self reflection. This song, the song that makes me want to bone, 
The song that makes me want to rail someone in a sundress. <laughs> Golden earring. There is our love. There's uh you could maybe include a hint because it's been uh, covered by William Shatner on his album. Um, I don't know if that's a shares a name of with a famous TV show. There you go. There are loads of hints. That's a good built-in hint right there. Yep. When because a lot of people probably think the song is called "When the Bullet Hits the Bone," because that's one of the. I mean, they do say Twilight Zone, but in the paints a picture. When the bullet hits the bone. Yeah. Thank you, Joel, for that question. Yeah. Did you give it a rating? Uh, Yeah, I did. I gave it an A minus as it stands. Right. Okay. As it lays. As the crow flies. Next up, we have a a note here from MJ. Hey, Lee and Mark. I am MJ, longtime listener and first-time emailer from the Philippines. Oh, fuck yeah. And I just want y'all to know that your show is my number one favorite trivia game podcast out there. The flow of the show, the colorful cast of guest hosts, the hilarious banter, it's truly a perfect combo. I also appreciate y'all spotlighting the nuts and bolts of the pub quiz business. I think it's what sets you apart from all the other pub trivia podcasts out there, and I hope it remains a focus as we approach No Nonsense's fourth year. Yes. I would love to know your opinions on certain question formats and idiosyncrasies that I noticed in pub trivia games I attended in the past. But first, I would like to do my first of hopefully many rate my questions. I hope so, too. Hope you guys enjoy this one, and I hope to email you all again soon. Keep up the great work. MJ, you rule. Thank you. Love it. Yes. Philippines. Represent. Spread the word. Represent. MJ's category is books. Check books. them out. Truth, Lies, and O-Rings is a 2009 memoir by Alan J. McDonald and James R. Hansen that details the circumstances that led to what infamous 20th century disaster? Ooh. I think it was probably the Kendall Conquering mix-up at the uh, factory plant. O-Rings. <laughs> Truth, Wrong Lies, and O-Rings. Truth, Lies, and Conquerings. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta be the Deepwater Horizon spill, right? <laughs> the oil spill was it nine eleven? Are you being serious with the horizon with the spill? Isn't the O ring a uh, no, my friend? No, that was a nine eleven thing. It uh, this would be the Challenger explosion. The O rings were the reason that the um the shuttle exploded because of the weather. And the O-rings, I believe, shrinking, um, causing the explosion. Ah, for the contraction. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. I'm you feel pretty 90, confident about pretty, that. Feeling like 99% positive about that. Okay. When you kept fucking around, I thought, like, giving, like, silly answers, I was like, is he just, like, patting around because he knows it? But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Challenger explosion. No, I was, yeah, I was thinking the oil spill. Maybe that was after 2009, now that you think about it, though. The deep water horizon in the Gulf? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Inside the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster. I'm going to give you a uh, somber correct on that one. Yeah, let's not, get too, let's not get boisterous here. Yeah. Uh, the O-ring is a circular elastic ring that is commonly used to seal joints in machines. It is said that the failure of an O-ring is one of the solid in one of the solid rocket boosters of the Challenger shuttle, most likely due to the freezing temperatures in the launch pad the night before the launch was the direct cause of the explosion. So you were right on the money there. 
big rip to Christy McAuliffe and all those. I remember being in elementary school and watching the explosion. Of course, the first teacher to go into space. So, of course, all of the schools and all of the teachers being in Florida, where I was taking off from Cape Canaveral, had the TV on. And, well, I remember being like, something's not right. Something's not right there. There's mm-hmm. just a bunch of smoke. What's happening? And the teacher's freaking out. It was uh, a very fucked up thing. What was that 86? 80, no, it was 87, 88, something like that. Very, very terrible. Very awful thing. Indeed. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come right back with a uh, new type of question request. This is very interesting. We'll be back in round three. back we have a note here from steve steve writes hello no nonsense crew the five star rating system has a bit of history mark please write me a question about this topic you've said we should rate you with a write my question several times so here we go of course you both rate at five stars only please Mm. that's our request and that's uh, Steve's request to us. Here's some data from Wikipedia. There is a uh, link to the Wikipedia page for the star classification system. What is the most interesting fact and how would you write it? So now there are uh, five facts here about the star rating systems that he's asked us to uh, go over and write the most interesting question from these five facts. So here we go. In 1915, Edward O'Brien began editing the best American short stories. His his editions contained lengthy tabulations of stories and magazines ranked on a scale of zero to three stars. In the 31st July 1928 issue of the New York Daily News, the newspaper's film critic Irene Theorer began grading movies on a scale of zero to three stars. Three stars meant excellent, two good, and one star meant mediocre. And no stars at all means the picture's right bad, wrote Thierer. Carl Bilek speculates that this might have been the first time a film critic used a star rating system to grade movies. Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert both considered a three-star rating to be the cutoff for a thumbs-up on their scales of zero to four stars. So... A uh, two-star movie would not get a thumbs-up. A three would, is how I interpret that. Okay. Restaurant guides and reviewers often use stars in restaurant ratings. The Michelin system reserves stars for exceptional restaurants and gives up to three. Mm -hmm. Other guides now use up to four or five stars. Hotels are assessed in traditional systems and rest heavily on the facilities provided. Some consider this disadvantageous to smaller hotels whose quality of accommodation could fall into one class, but the lack of an item such as an elevator would prevent it from reaching a higher categorization. And finally, the most senior military ranks in all services are classified by a star system in many countries. 
Hope that's enough to write my question. You've been rated, so it's only fair. Steve. This is an interesting challenge we've been presented with. It is. Five questions. Which is the most interesting he wants to know of these, uh, or five uh, trivia facts, I should say. And can we write a uh, interesting question about it? So what do you think of those as the most interesting? Um, I think that the question about theater or whatever, um, yeah. I think that's probably the lowest hanging fruit for just saying that um, she was the first person to, you know, use a star, um, you know, a star rating system. First film critic. First film critic. How many stars, you know, something asking, you know, with a with an with ultimately how many stars possible. I like that because in the modern age with IMDb and Letterboxd, there are like 10 star ratings, mm -hmm. five star ratings. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm totally with you there. I think that's the most interesting out of any of these. And the most sussable. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's probably what I would make it about is how many how many stars was it? Do you want to actually get into the nuts and bolts of, of writing the actual question out? Uh, I mean, sure. Why not? I don't know if that's what this person, this Steve wants. I think that's, uh, I think we've essentially done it. Okay. You know, we've, we've given the, how we would write it, what we would write it about. Um, I don't know that it necessarily needs a built in hint. Like you don't want to give like a hint towards the number, uh, necessarily. The hint is that it's a number of stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like you can't say. What try? Yeah. You know, it was a like, hundred star rating system. Yeah, yeah, one star for every background actor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The Ed O'Brien, nineteen fifteen best American short stories. That's a bit esoteric niche, I think, for trivia night. Um, Siskel and Ebert, characters of pop culture in the zeitgeist. You could do something about them. You could say. Um, you know, on their star rating system, how many stars was the cutoff for a thumbs up, not indicating that they have a four star system. I feel like that would give it away too much, you know, agreed. That, uh, you that would say, be do they have a five star and a three, two, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't like that as much as the, uh, thorough <laughs> question and the, uh, restaurant guides. You could ask how many star systems the Michelin system has. That's, I've asked that. I mm -hmm. think. I that, think that was a question that I asked. That uh, that would work, but I don't know that it's as interesting as the uh, the first film reviews. And the hotels and military ranks, interesting that they use stars, but I don't know if there's any juicy trivia there necessarily with these facts. I think you could get in and get some juicy trivia with like the star ranking, and I think that I've asked a question that was related to how many stars does a general or how many stars does a, you know, whatever have or whatever, but nothing with the information that's right there. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our rate us with a write my question. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten to sneak that in a time or two. I'm glad someone heard it and, and took us to task. Thank you, Steve. And thank you everybody for writing in, calling in and listening over these past 200 episodes we hope that you uh, continue to do so please and the best way to do that is by joining us every monday morning for a new episode by subscribing to the no nonsense trivia podcast on your favorite podcast platform you can support the no no in several ways the easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends and you could leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform 
You can also support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including a big thanks to our quiz daddies, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esme and Red Crest Fried Chicken. Remember that investment opportunity if you get a couple bucks lying around. Tim with Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's Gil. Our team captains, Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Jenny, Lydia, OG, Aaron, and David, 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 Holbrook, Holbrook, Holbrook. Thanks to our proverbial lightkeepers, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Hank, Luke, Manu, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P. Justin... Justin, I was just doing these. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to to uh, write these down while I was going. Justin Peppo, Justin M, Justin Mister Mister. Thanks to our Rumble Snailskins, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Sai, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox, and Five. Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas, at all of my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Douglas, Alex, Mike C. Mike Challenger O-Rings. Mike J. Mike. Uh... Mike just walked into the twilight zone and the bullets shatter in the bone or whatever the lyric is. And Mike K. Mike KFC following the Spice Girls. If you'd like to write us with a <laughs> I love it so that this is my favorite part of the podcast. And then we completely buffed. We didn't buff. We got it. We got it going. Hey, we got it. We got it. We still got it. I lost my script. <laughs> I don't got it. 200 episodes will do this to you <laughs> oh boy if you'd like to write us with a rate my question or, or rate us with a write my question or a miscorrection or even just a little no note no nonsense trivia at gmail.com is the email address you can send messages or audio files or you can give us a call at one nine two nine three five six six nine six six. please follow us on facebook instagram and youtube at no nonsense trivia and on twitter at no non trivia we have a Facebook group you can join as well. Just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five, Five stars, stars only, please. please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great week.